1: The following program, Bits, Rhymes, and Life, is presented by the Nerdy Show Podcast Network. Geeky programming for all nerds across the multiverse. All Nerdy Show programming is made possible by a comic shop, Orlando's number one comic shop and nerd destination. And with the generous support of listeners like you. For more Nerdy Show podcasts, community forums, and to learn how you can support this and other fun Nerdy Show programming, visit nerdyshow.com.
2: This is the story of a boy who believed That whatever he dreamed he would come To achieve but never in his life Did he dream he could be an inspiration To those who came after he
1: So the year was 2010 Myself and Ran were fresh Off putting Forever Famicom Out earlier that year I believe that summer and It's around the fall now And Ran was like we should do a tour To promote Forever Famicom So in trying to think of names to the possible tour i came up with uh, how about bits and rhymes you know i'm a big Tribe called quest fan anyone who knows me or if you don't know me know that i am a huge Tribe called quest fan i actually have the uh front cover logo or the Questers, as i like to refer to it tattooed on my right forearm. and um one of their most known records was called beats rhymes and life which is actually the inspiration for the title of this podcast we do so at that time, you know, I was like, we should call it Bits and Rhymes because we're doing video game stuff. It's, you know, instead of beats, it's Bits. You know, there really wasn't much to it, you know, but it, it worked. And so our first tour together in 2010 was the Bits and Rhymes tour. It was mostly in the Southwest. So I was really excited. I had just gone to Texas for like the very first time earlier that year with the aforementioned mr miranda and random we hung out for south by southwest that march in 2010 before forever famicom came out so we were going back that fall so i was really hyped about going back down to the southwest because i had such a great time earlier that year and this time we were going more into texas we were going to fort worth we had shows in houston and uh, even went to arkansas which um You know, let me know driving through Arkansas that the South and the people who believe in the Confederacy still is alive and kicking. And hey, that's your thing. That's your thing. We were just there to do music, but it was definitely a very eye-opening experience because I'm from the East Coast. I'm pretty much a native Washingtonian, and I never really been south. You know, I never been past the Southeast. Should I say? I've been to Florida a few times just to go to Disney World and. You know for family stuff but that was it so this tour was cool because we got to go to Jacksonville Winter Park When I mean, thinking about that tour it was just chock-full of some pretty funny moments uh, we had a pretty motley cruise it was kind of like a you know Final Fantasy you know because we had this uh, we had a party of four <laughs> it was myself um, you know Rand, who was like the leader so I was like the sidekick, you know, I guess in Final Fantasy terms. I was like the cane, you know, but no Dragoon jumps and no traitorous activity on my end. And Ram was like the Cecil, you know, not the Dark Knight Cecil, but the White Paladin Knight Cecil. Really geeking out right now, but a uh, big fan of Final Fantasy. So I just remember kind of seeing Rand for the first time again um, was it always reminded me of that scene in Predator when uh, Arnold Schwarzenegger meets up with Carl Weathers and he's like, Dylan! You son of a bitch. You know, you had myself, you had Random, and then you also had Count. Count is like the ultimate, Roddy, the things I found out about Count were that he's a big Will Smith fan because for a long time his Twitter and Facebook avatar was Will Smith from Independence Day. Welcome to Earth. So I never knew how Count looked. He would just comment and be funny on things. Um, I know he doesn't need much sleep. He likes comics he's almost like a macgyver you know this dude operates and just finds a workaround to everything you know he, he's, he's like that dude you need on the road if you need your oil change if you need someone to be like help you with gear if you need someone to kind of man up and be like a, a bouncer type dude he can do that i mean count as that dude and to my knowledge in my touring with Count, we've toured a couple times, I never saw Count really eat a meal like that. Like, I think whenever we stop and be like, yo, Count, like, you want us to get you some food? No, nah, I'm good. It's cool, Rand. It's cool, Kay. I got it. The only thing that he would live off of, and this is why I I'm not sure if he was human or not, would be not even Mountain Dew mountain lightning mountain
2: lightning mountain lightning mountain lightning mountain lightning mountain lightning has none of the nutrients of other sodas but it comes in this sweet can there's nothing more American than mountain lightning cheers drink it with a friend or by yourself it's so much fun
1: that's why mountain lightning was like the Walmart equivalent to mountain dew you know what I mean I had a, a roommate back in the day who never bought Stuff That was like the brand names You know as opposed to Frosted Flakes He had Polar Flakes So Tony the Tiger wouldn't be on the front You know Tiger with the red bandana It would be like a polar bear with a do-rag And some goggles You know what I mean Count was like that in this sense He was just uh, frugal I guess would be the best way to say it Whenever we stop he's like Let me get my cigarettes and my Mountain Lightning So that was awesome But Count was like the human Swiss Army knife that's the best way to describe him. Moving right along, we had Storyville, and if you aren't familiar with Storyville, you'll know him. He's a he's a very colorful character, I man. Great MC, uh, producer, and very uh, well known as an audio engineer. And it's pretty crazy because one of the first tracks I produced for Random, which was off the Mega Rand Nine album. Storyville was on the track I produced called The Bailout
0: Breaking news, Brad Bradford here Reporting live from Robot City Jail Where a large crowd is formed in response To Dr. Thomas Light's recent incarceration Oh, wait a moment Here comes Mega. excuse me I'm here to post bail for Thomas X Light See,
2: he's a good guy, sir I've known him all my life He created me And I had a little stash And I was saving for a bike this is all of my cash So please sir He's like the dad I never had I Hmm. promise It's got nothing to do with robots going bad But sir if you can just show me where I go to pay
0: I can get up out your way And we can have a nice day Well I'm sorry Mega I've got nothing against you But Light's got power And it's being misused The evidence is in And we've already reached a verdict So save the sob stories We've already heard them Sorry pal, but there'll be no bail. Not for criminal acts on such a large scale. Dr. Light shows us just what evil is. He isn't right upstairs. You best believe it, kid. Dr. Light was indefinitely sentenced on charges of robot systems tampering and megalomania. An issue that has left Robot City up in arms. Many believe his charges were based on insufficient evidence, while others believe he is the epitome of villainy. We now believe Megaran is in the jailhouse trying to post bail for Dr. Light. <laughs> Sir, isn't it obvious that
2: Wily set him up like right the Nobel Prize winner? Why would he give it up? I've been dealing with Wily
0: for eight years. He feeds off your fears, man. He should be in here. All right, Mega Man, I'm digging your style. But all this time, you've been living a lie. Wily reformed and Dr. Light has attacked. All these years under pressure, the man just snaps. snaps.
2: Wow, that's kind of hard to fathom but the pressure was kinda starting to get at him. I knew that he was stressing a bit, but I just can't
0: believe he will go out like this. Hmm, there, there, it's a sad day to see you down, but it's time to be on out, so beam on out. Why don't you go on vacation and take rush? We'll be okay anyway. Wiley will save us.
2: Say it ain't so. Has Dr. Light crossed over to the dark side? Can Dr. Wiley be trusted? will mega ram be able to complete the mission without the guidance of the good doctor stay tuned mega fans
1: for the next exciting episode of mega 9 mega
2: 9 nah, nah.
1: The reporter you hear who's, you know, doing the intro and, and talking throughout the, the song, that was kind of an inside joke on the tour, too. So many inside jokes, and a lot of them involve Storyville. You know, he was just a very funny dude. One of them in particular was at UACON, which was in Fort Worth, Texas, and that was towards the beginning of the tour. And the reason why, Rand has a pretty interesting uh, way of explaining it. He says, um when he books tours, and he booked this tour, that he wants to start the tour and end it, or one or the other, usually both, uh, with something like a surefire bet. So it's usually like a con or some kind of a festival, um, which now that I think about it, almost every tour I've done with Rand has, uh, aside from maybe the MC Chris Tour 2011, has started at, or ended at, or both, some kind of convention or festival, and it's great because it's like a morale booster. You know there's gonna be a crowd. It's usually people who know the music and everything in between it can be like a crapshoot. You know what I mean? It's like a Vegas situation. You never know what the what the odds are gonna be. Sometimes they surprise you. Um, sometimes places that you think are sure fire, it could just be a bad night. The weather uh, not being promoted correctly. Uh, you never know, but it's always nice to start and end. At something that's like a surefire bet And YuleCon was crazy Uh, It was my first con experience I believe At this particular con We had a great time They showed us so much love Shout out to everyone at YuleCon But uh, one of the inside jokes there That kind of came about was Us calling Storyville The nickname Food Nito Which was basically a playoff Magneto from the X-Men
0: You some kind of doctor?
1: No Alex, I am Magneto and i have come to offer you
0: sanctuary
1: he had these magnetic powers to always be attracted towards food storyville likes to eat as we came to find out and um he (laughs) we're in texas and it's the fall you know so i don't know what the temperature usually is but You know, definitely wasn't warranting the trench coat that Matt or Storyville or Food Nito in this instance uh, was always wearing. Don't do it.
0: (laughs) Fat guy in a little coat. Fat guy in a little coat. Don't. (laughs) Fat guy in a little coat. Fat guy in a little coat. Take it off, dickhead. I'm serious. Richard, what's happening? (laughs)
1: This coat was like oversized and big for like no reason. Matt's not a big dude, you know, he's not a man of tall stature, but he had this big trench coat. And, you know, we found out why because when we went to Yukon, they had a green room. And as I was quick to find out, the green rooms at like conventions and cons are very different than the green rooms that I was used to of, um, you know, doing music shows. There were, you know, where shows you would have like some water maybe like some snacks, towels and stuff like that. Green rooms at cons are like chock full of, um, you know, they look like a a Walmart has it just set up like a temporary food center because it's just like little bags of cookies, chips, water and juice, things like that. And um, I just remember Storyville goes to the green room. He comes back, he opens up his jacket and like out of every possible crevice or pocket you know, of that jacket, he had like chips, you know, drinks, snacks galore. It's peanut butter jelly time,
0: peanut butter jelly time, peanut butter jelly time, wait.
1: You know, maybe Storyville was a little ahead of the game because he would um, always have snacks whenever we'd be making those long rides between the shows. He'd be the dude was like, yo, y'all need some food? Bam! Like, the coat would open. And um, thank God for Storyville's magic jacket and um, his mutant powers of, of attracting himself towards food because uh, Food Nito helped us get through a lot of those long car rides. Now after Dallas-Fort Worth and Yukon, we had a couple shows in Houston and they're very memorable for me. Um, we had one at a place that we were told by a friend of mine was an ex-hippie commune and I don't even know if saying ex was correct because it still looked like it could have doubled as a hippie commune. It's funny that I said these adventures were like being in a role playing game, like our own Final Fantasy. because this. Place. It was called Super Happy Funland. It looked like a place that Don, who was the proprietor of the slums in Final Fantasy 7 and Midgar, would be like the owner of. You know what I mean? It was crazy. It it was gigantic dolls at a gigantic. I believe it was Raggedy Ann and Andy doll, uh, Cabbage Patch Kids. The seating was old movie chairs that had been ripped out. And it was cool, but it was kind of weird. It was one of those shows. I when I rolled up, I was like, "What the hell?" But we had a great show, man. I mean, aside from I believe Random remembers it for a different way because in the midst of our set, when he went backstage to do anyone who's seen Random set knows. Well, now he has it underneath his main shirt, but he uh, back then was switch shirts, and he would have his light up shirt in the back. And when he went to go switch his light up shirt, he stepped in some cat shit. But, you know, we had a great time. We rocked the show, and um, the very next day, we had an in-store at this legendary comic book place called Bedrock City, and we had a blast at the comic shop. I mean, it's a comic shop, so, you know, I'm not... Admittedly a big comic book fan. I'm more of a movie type dude and uh, video games now We weren't supposed to be at this comic book shop, but for a few hours We had an in-store and we decided to not only set up and do some songs. We were like yo like let's set up since storyville was on the road with us and storyville is an engineer i'm an engineer too we had the ability to set up a microphone and storyville um you know set up was like i'll engineer it i made a beat and it's like let's do a song live here at the comic book store like let's record it here in the store i mixed it later on at the back when i was home off tour but i made the beat like a couple days before at YulCon, ironically, and we performed and recorded the whole song there and that was what then became Bedrock City comics. Yo, what's good? It's your boy BBC, representing Bedrock City and Fantastic. Right here, right now with Mega Rand, Storyville, and K Murdoch, right here in Houston, Texas, it's going down. Yeah. My homies
2: like X-Men so I read the spin-offs X-Factor, Deadpool, and x offs I was a Marvel head but DC was still as dope Thought it was for kiddies till I read The Killing Joke from then on, I like either or. Tomorrow we'll kill the gay with the secret wars. And every Tuesday, we used to hike to the comic shop. Drop every bit of allowance, just trying to cop. Mama felt like comics were nonsense, but they weren't afraid to touch serious topics. Like Harry Osborne doing LSD, do North Star from Alpha Flight coming out the closet. Truth is, I learned more from Stan Lee than I ever could from Reverend Run's family. Nowadays, only things kids read is the guide on the TV screen, and yeah, I had a sketchbook, and inside of the. Pages rested some of the most outrageous characters that my mind could devise in due time. I traveled the farthest reaches of the galaxy in my mind. Though the comic industry done slowed up, and when I'm in a shop, all I see is the grown ups. At least I can go and grab a little piece of my past. I'm so
0: glad that I didn't grow up too fast. Yeah. Working for days to be earning my pay, to win every trope possible, earning my wage, doing the dishes, all toys put away. Hit the name of
2: a comic shop, turning the page. Superman, Wolverine, X Men, and more. Live and explore Justice I get Man, Batman and trying Always in my mind like all yeah. of the time Wanted to be
0: a superhero since the first grade Spider-Man and Batman in the worst way Started making up names for who I wanted to be With my comic book collection inspiring me all the arch villains and fiends Remember when Carnage turned on his own team Tall streak off the side of a building He knew she had the power to kill him That was a real villain Got a little older Probably the very final paperback I read in school was Johnny the Homicidal Maniac Watching Johnny send douchebags to the hospital Surprised to find the ending was so philosophical Still on occasion gotta cop the graphic novels Watch band next on my list was probable And though my comic book days been away so long Back at my mom still got the trading cards Working for taste of me. Earning my pay, doing every chore possible, earning my wage Doing the dishes, all toys put away Hit the neighborhood comic shop, turning the page Superman,
2: Wolverine, X-Men, and more So many titles to live and explore just Justice
0: League, Iron Man, Batman, and trying Always in my mind, like all of the time Now the local comic shop closed down But that old shell in my memory still around Now people go there to open the bank accounts Guess it's a different type of paper trail trail. I had the magic cards and the marvel masterpieces The cards with strength ratings and the power features I was a trading card addict Every dollar man went to buy the very rare Wolverine hologram Superheroes we collected
2: and traded them. Went off to college and my mom did away with them now I hit the store and see the ones I once had The same ones I used to sneak in my lunch bag Hold them for a dollar, now they worth ten Wish I would've kept them, cause they were near mint. But it's the new millennium, new day and age And though the times change, the memories never fade
1: Shout out to my home girl, Fly Girl T, aka Christina. Because one thing she did was there was a guy who was kind of like a kind of legendary like hip hop promoter from the area. His name is BBC down in Houston. Puts on a lot of like dope events for like the real hip hop heads down there, you know. And um, BBC actually came by the comic book store to meet us and did the intro in bedrock city so it was like super fresh because we actually had someone from houston from the hip-hop scene to really you know show up and show some love and it was great i just remember i wish we had taken and maybe we did take some video but Um, I think everyone who wasn't, like, recording would just be meandering around kind of just in awe at all this cool stuff in the store because it's a huge comic book store. It's definitely one of the biggest I've been to, and at that time, like, the biggest I had definitely been to, and um, I think we were just looking at all the the action figures, the t-shirts, the of course, the comics. Um, It was really, really cool, and I'll never forget it, and, um, you know, we were only supposed to be there a few hours, but... I never forget it because I ran out to the car, we just finished recording the song, we were kinda riding that high, it was real cool. I believe we were supposed to hit the road later that night and head towards Fayetteville because the next show we had was the next night in Fayetteville, uh, Arkansas. That was a little prolonged because when I went out to the car, to start packing up, I put the keys down in the trunk, and you know that's a recipe for disaster, right there. Grab what I needed to grab out the trunk, close the trunk, and it was right when I closed it I had one of those Ralphie Christmas story oh fudge moments. Oh
0: fudge.
1: Actually, The old fudge thing started as like one of the inside jokes. We've been saying that for years and it started because of my mishap. I remember we tried everything to get those keys out, but thankfully, Rand did have AAA. The AAA guy came and of course, you know, opened the door in a matter of like minutes, (laughs) which is crazy. But, um, you know, all that being said, we had a great time. I'll never forget that time on the road. That was like my first real experience with the con performing at any kind of place that wasn't like a venue you know so performing at comic book shops and stuff like that that was all foreign to me but i had a great time so i really you know just want to say big ups again of course to you know player one random aka Megaran, count who again was like the human swiss army knife you know if you needed anything you know the only thing i think that stumped count and he probably could have figured it out if we had more time. Was how to get back into Rand's car when I locked this out. Um, but I'm almost certain he would have figured something out. You know eventually. And of course Food Nito himself. How can I forget. The one and only Storyville aka Brad Brafferson A.K.A. Food Nito. It was great. Bits and Rhymes Tour Fall 2010 was definitely a good prelude. To my years to come on the road with random. Now to hear those stories, well, you just gotta keep tuning in, I guess. Cause Lord knows, we got a lot.
2: Remember, this is only the beginning.
1: <laughs> Peace.
0: song is dedicated to the things that let us get away from the things that we need to get away from and usually those things can speak for themselves i mean this goes out to the hobbies <laughs> back in the day before rapping and acting this way I was an active kid that had to go play, and I found my escape with a towel as a cape. Yeah, I was a superhero, powers invented evil, the men and enemies had to be slain. That was the game mom sculpted at the table all day. I made my toys out of clay, cause I had to create true pictures on a blank slate, wrote stories in a notepad. Wrist got tied, and I switched to my left hand. But you could read it, okay, okay, but what you didn't know? Mom and Dad were cursing on full blast Tears in the screen, something sounded like shattered glass So I had to pass Time in my room by myself for the fun of it Stayed there for hours when I wasn't on punishment All that fighting and I wanted none of it It weighed on my soul like a ton of bricks As a kid I could barely stomach it But I got by with Legos and Play-Doh to the untrained eye I was being like any other boy or girl But in my own mind I was making a whole new world I thank you for giving me sunshine on my dark days you play with me and you were my getaway some come out afflicted with alcoholism or other addictions they're not proud of insisting that they have problems and probably do it. being the victim isn't making anything better except they better at making excuses but i ain't gonna do it i'm locked in position for making this music and rocking the rhythms because it's taking me to this higher feeling when i'm feeling reclusive and my soul need to swoop into the tune of a different drummer for a from slumming to coming from nothing to something. and once i'm jumping over these humps i'm hitting the ground running unstoppable leaping over any so hot that I better stop, drop, and roll But I'm cooler than a popsicle I never lost control, never flew off the handle Better the man standing for what he believed We all need reprieve, and all need relief from the work days Hurt, stress, and the pressure from the worst days We all have things that let us get away When the rest of the world doing its start take Cause reality is full of letdowns and hassles But on stage, I'm the king of this castle My own domain, I reign the master No strings, no tethers, no ropes, no lassos I thank you for giving me
2: Sunshine on my dark days. I needed you here with me. And you were my getaway. I used to write on walls. Imagination lingers. with a great pretender. Then my mom got me a sketchbook. Told me if I did it again, she'd break my fingers. So within that book, I drew Mega Man. Boss for sequels. Who would've knew? 20 years later, I'll be meeting the people I look up to. Dream come true. Not necessarily there will be about a gold lion at the end of the rainbow. Trying to stay stable and make. be destined for a felony murder in the of keys or can it be telling me that this is my destiny and not an elegy we know what i would have become but a change it be good if it comes Many gamers in the hood but i had it to move they wouldn't the truth unless i put it to drums so we begun to begin with the man with the plan to change the world but no idea how to execute I doubt of away from destitute but stress could truly bring out the best
1: in you Mio. Thanks for listening to Bits, Rhymes, and Life. As listener supported entertainment, we rely on you to keep this and other shows on the Nerdy Show Network alive by telling a friend, rating and reviewing us on iTunes, shopping at the Nerdy Show store or directly donating to the network. Any size contribution gets you exclusive Nerdy Show audio and images and lets you participate in our monthly support drives. Just go to nerdyshow.com support to chip in. To find out how you or your company can underwrite this or other Nerdy Show programming, visit nerdyshow.com sponsorships. For more episodes of Bits, Rhymes, and Life, as well as other fun programs, community forums, videos, articles, and more, Head over to nerdyshow.com. You can subscribe to all Nerdy Show Network podcasts via the iTunes store. And for the latest news, follow us on all our favorite social networks. We're glad to be your home for authentic nerdy entertainment.